This is Love Your Work, and I'm David Cadavy. On this show, I explore the intersection between passion and profit so you can achieve your own definition of success. I'm working on a new book. It's called Getting Art Done, and it's going to help you boost your creative productivity and make your masterpiece. Today, I'm going to read a sample chapter from the first draft of Getting Art Done. It's about the voice that's inside your head and how it can lead to your most explosive ideas. Speaking of voices, my voice still has not quite recovered from this illness that I picked up from uh, my latest trip to L.A. and to D.C. I came back and then I had like the next day I had like a fever. Like when was the last time you had a fever in bed watching bad documentaries on Netflix? Can't really do anything type of fever. And then it just kind of took over my throat and uh, it's been a couple weeks and it's just not better yet, totally. I mean, my body is, most of my body is better. My voice is not. Anyway, right now I'm exploring new ways to make this show keep working. Uh, I have to admit, you know, sometimes I've asked myself if it's time to quit making the show. Like, is that a bad thing? Is it a bad thing to be a quitter? I personally think that knowing when to quit is a really valuable skill. Like, you keep yourself from getting stuck at a dead end. You get to move on to something else that works better for you. But, I mean, when I do think about that, when I do think about, you know, should I quit? Then I start to realize, like, I really love making the show. I don't want to quit. I feel like I really don't have a choice but to keep moving. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I I know I'm not supposed to tell you that I've thought about quitting. Like, if I'm going to act like most entrepreneurs are acting these days, I got to make it sound like I'm crushing it, man. I'm crushing, I'm killing it, which I think is kind of strange, you know? Like I've been writing a lot of blog posts lately about my progress in growing the show. And uh, when I was at Podcast Movement, people who I'd never met before were coming up to me. They were telling me that they liked my blog posts. And this was the part that surprised me. They'd say, you're one of the only people openly sharing your progress. And that was kind of confusing to me. Like, why don't more people do that? So, you know, I've got a semi-successful show. A lot of podcasters would like to be in my position, but I'm not sure it's going to work. Like, what's the harm in saying that? It's the truth. Like, maybe I'm supposed to think that by saying that, it will actually somehow cause me to fail. Like, I heard, uh, I was listening to the Genghis Khan, uh, like an audiobook on Genghis Khan, and they were talking about how his soldiers, his warriors, they were forbidden to talk about death. If one of the soldiers died, they weren't allowed to talk about them because supposedly that would cause them to be defeated. You know, like subconsciously, it would lead them to defeat. I mean, I guess it works for them, but I don't understand how hiding the truth from yourself, how could that actually help you take the proper action that you need to do to do what you need to do? I mean, I guess this is what a lot of CEOs go through. I've worked for people like this before. Like one day they're holding an all hands meeting, talking about how great the company's doing. The next day you walk in, there's like manila envelopes on a bunch of the chairs. Half the staff is laid off. They're gone. I get why they do it. They've got investors to keep happy. They they don't want the employees to catch on that the sky is falling. They don't want people to panic. And maybe that's why I should be hiding the truth. I should be acting like I'm killing it, crushing it with this podcast, you know, financially. Should I be worried that you're going to panic? You know, maybe you're going to say, like, screw it. This guy's a loser. I'm going to go listen to Gary Vee now. And, you know, a few people might do that. They probably will. I don't really see the harm in that. It's fine. Look, the show is going great in many ways. In a lot of ways, it's going really great. I feel very fortunate to have gotten this far. It's amazing that we're reaching thousands of people per episode at this point. 
but it's a tremendous amount of work and expense. And along with the fact that I've been working on a book for about two years without, you know, having the payday for that yet. It's a tough combination at this point in time between the book and the podcast, which is why I'm overreacting. Probably. It could simply be that when I finish this book, more revenue is going to start coming into my business. The book itself may help the podcast grow. When the podcast grows, that causes it to bring in more revenue. Then everything works out. Maybe. That's what I'm expecting to happen. That's what I'm hoping will happen. I don't think it's unhealthy to ask yourself once in a while, like, you know, am I crazy? And if I am, I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Um, you might have noticed that we had quite a few sponsors in the past month. The sponsors are really important. Uh, what's also important is that the sponsors resonate with you as the listener. You know, the sponsors don't want to naturally don't want to pay for ads that aren't resulting in new customers. And naturally, I don't want to run ads for things that don't interest you as listeners. So the numbers are still coming in for some of those sponsors. If there was any products that you heard about that you thought about taking action on and you haven't yet, please do that. That really helps. We're seeing what we've learned. We're trying to figure out how to improve it so that, you know, the sponsors are relevant and they're getting their money's worth. You are getting your moment's worth of listening to their ads. So if you want to help with that, there's a new survey up. It's at a URL you've probably heard of, but it's a new survey. It's at cativy.net slash survey. That's going to help make sure that we have advertisers that offer things that you actually want. Cativy.net slash survey. Now, there's another way this show is supported, and that is through Love Your Work Elite memberships. You could call it a donation. It's really much more than that. You get early access to episodes. You get bonus materials like masterclasses. And you can hang out with me personally and other folks in the community once a month on the hangout office hours. So I am hoping that we can get 3% of you as members. 3%. That would give us a nice, solid community of interesting people. It would be a great vote of confidence for me to keep making this show. Right now, we're at about a quarter of 1% of our listeners are members. And I know that sounds like we got a long ways to go, but you know, Love Your Work is pretty new. A lot of you, I'm sure, are just thinking, oh, I should get around to joining and you just haven't done it yet. Right now, it only takes 12 of you to double our membership base. Double it a couple more times, boom, we've beaten our goal. 12 is not a lot. There are 5,000 of you. So are you one of the 12? And I know in the past, before I started contributing to NPR, when they would have their pledge drives, I would often find myself mulling it over. I would feel like, you know, I'd say to myself like, well, I'm listening a lot. They need to stay in business. They have nice bonuses anyway. I should join. But it ended up taking me a really long time to decide. And I ultimately did it. And it's funny, I could have saved myself a lot of mental energy by just making a decision. I could have just said, no, I'm not doing it. They can survive without me. End of story. Forget it. Or I could have said, okay. And I could have just done it. Either way, just like that, I would have had all this new mental space cleared away to think about other stuff. So that's something to think about. Are you mulling it over? Are you considering joining Love Your Work Elite? Could you use those little thought units in your brain for something else? I know you might be taking a walk right now. You might be driving right now. You might be making pancakes. It might not be the best time right now to take action. So I've got a trick for you. This is actually a really killer tip for taking action on anything. I use it all the time. So when you're not in the right context to do something, you know, if you can't go to lywelite.com right now and join, and you're not in the right context, as David Allen would say, think about a time of day or a time of your week 
when you're usually going to be at your computer or whatever it is that you need to be in the right context to go to lywelite.com and join. Just think about when that might be. When is that? Okay, you got it. All right, now set yourself a reminder. Let's say it's Saturday at 10 a.m. That could be the time. If you have an iPhone, this is really easy. You can just talk to Siri. Say, Siri, on Saturday at 10 a.m., remind me to join Love Your Work Elite. Boom, Siri will make a reminder for you. You'll get a reminder on your phone and you'll be in the right context to take action and join. Remember, that's lywelite.com. And actually, just as I was prepping this intro, we got a new Love Your Work Elite member, CC. CC, when you were born, all the people of the world, they all smiled at each other for a brief moment. So thank you, CC. Together, everyone, let's thank CC. Thank you, CC. Okay, here's the chapter. Chapter 6 of 30, The Voice. What do Elvis, the Impressionist painters, and Harry Potter have in common? Yes, they're all cultural sensations, but almost every big idea does the same thing. Big ideas tap into the collective consciousness. Fortunately, your own consciousness is part of the collective consciousness. Seth Godin described the phenomenon of tapping into the collective consciousness in his book, Unleashing the Idea Virus. If something is going to go viral, it has to puncture a vacuum. A vacuum in this context isn't all that different from the vacuum I was talking about that's created between your true self and your ego. But in this case, the vacuum is in the space between the status quo and the true desires of people in the world. The more distance that grows between the true desires of people and the status quo, the more powerful the vacuum becomes. The more powerful the vacuum, the more explosive it becomes when it's punctured. Have you ever had a friend share an article with you and say, I had thought this so many times, but I never put it into words. That's what happens when you puncture a vacuum. You've tapped into the thoughts of not just one person, but lots of people. All of that pressure propels your idea. It makes people share it. There's constantly a tension between the way things are and what's really on the minds of people. But when you say the thing that's on everyone's mind, but that nobody is saying, you puncture the vacuum. So when viewers of The Ed Sullivan Show are used to the Everly Brothers rocking back and forth and crooning softly with their guitars, and Elvis Presley comes on, howling and swinging his hips, that punctures a vacuum, and rock and roll is thrust into the mainstream. When everyone at the Salon de Paris is used to seeing yet another painting of Venus, and Manet shows up with a seemingly half-finished picnic scene, that punctures a vacuum, and Impressionism is born. When the age of reality TV has kids fantasizing about becoming famous for no particular reason, and a story comes out about a boy who suddenly discovers he's a gifted wizard, that punctures a vacuum, making J.K. Rowling a billionaire. It's impossible to predict exactly when a vacuum is ready to be punctured. Too early and people aren't ready for it. Not enough people are thinking that thing, so the thing is either too taboo or too weird. Too late, and the vacuum has already been punctured or deflated. But there's one compass that always has the potential to lead you to an explosive idea. The voice. The voice is in your head all of the time. It's in all of our heads. It's constantly chattering, saying, What if luggage had wheels on it? 
Or what if you could order groceries through your smartphone? Most of us neglect the voice. We've been taught to fit in, so the voice is just a liability. It could get us into trouble. Because we neglect the voice, most of us can't even hear it. That's why when a comedian makes you laugh, you say, I had thought that so many times, but never put it into words. You were thinking it, but it was in the vague, neglected voice language, which has been relegated to being as intelligible as an adult on a Peanuts cartoon. Wah, wah, wah. As you're looking for ideas, ideas with the fuel that can power your art into the world, be aware of the voice. If you pay attention to it, if you take the time to interpret the soft whispers of the voice, you can find ideas that will make an impact. A reader recently shared with me a poem from Shel Silverstein, a prolific illustrator, poet, and songwriter who wrote children's books such as Where the Sidewalk Ends and won a Grammy for writing the song A Boy Named Sue. Yes, the one that Johnny Cash made so famous. I think Shell's poem sums up the voice and his power well. By the way, the poem is also called The Voice. The Voice. There is a voice inside of you that whispers all day long. I feel that this is right for me. I know that this is wrong. No teacher, preacher, parent, friend, or wise man can decide what's right for you. Just listen to the voice that speaks inside. I hope you enjoyed that chapter and I hope it gets you listening to the voice inside your head and all the great ideas that it has. By the way, to learn more about Getting Art Done and to preview the book, go to gettingartdone.com. For more about the power of your voice inside your head, listen to the very first episode of this show with Jason Freed of Basecamp. By listening to the voice inside his head, Jason was able to completely rethink how he ran his business. Like, I thought this is how you had to do it, but you don't have to do it that way. And that's like where I gave myself permission to go, well, what else don't have I have to do that everybody else is doing? Okay. Again, Jason is on episode one. And check out Bernadette Jiwa on episode 81. Remember, other people, such as your customers, they have the voice in their heads too. If you understand that, it's going to help you connect with them better. And I think that's something we forget when we're creating products and services is that we're you know, we might want to reach five, ten, a hundred thousand people with our product service design, whatever it might be. And we need to do that one person at a time. Again, Bernadette is on episode 81. I work hard to help you crack the code on fulfilling work. If Love Your Work is helping you, there are some ways you can help support the show and make it even better. One is to subscribe, 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 subscribe. This is especially effective on Apple Podcasts or iTunes because it boosts rankings and helps others find the show. I know many of you listen on Overcast because you're the early adopter types. So even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please subscribe there anyway. Subscribe in your iPhone, your iPad, your Apple TV, your computer. The more devices, the better. It really helps. Apple Podcast ratings help too. Just go to cadavy.net slash Apple, click on write a review, and click on the star rating. You don't even have to write a review. It just takes a couple seconds. You can also join Love Your Work Elite. You'll get access to episodes before everyone else. You can even get ad-free interviews weeks in advance, and you can get your name or business mentioned in the credits of the show. For details, go to lywelite.com. That's lywelite.com. 
Love Your Work is brought to you in part by top Love Your Work elite members such as Arif Akhtar. This has been Love Your Work, and I'm David Cadavy. The theme music for the show is More Streets, performed by Spiderflower. Love Your Work is a production of Cadavy, Inc.